1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Tigers, Tigers burning bright, on hallowed turf a glorious sight. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry?
2: Now then, guys, um, welcome back to season two now of the To Hull & Back podcast. I hope you like the new look. Um, we've spent a bit of time behind the scenes doing some, well, quite a lot of changes, to be fair. Um, what's not changed, though, is me and Will are back. Hi, Will. Howdy. <laughs> and we've got a special guest on this one. So the first episode, I wanted to try and make it a special one. We've we've done plenty of shout-outs to FIFA Factory in the past, Um but it would always be better if we can get it from the source himself. Um, and we have the co-creator, um, Matt Phillip. Hi, Matt. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing, mate? Not bad. Not bad. Right. Um, considering this one's going to be a special episode, more or less to explain what you have got going with FIFA Factory, I feel like um, we should probably discuss it, uh, give some listeners a better view of what it is, hopefully um, increase some some players in your side of things. Um, so first of all, do you want to just explain what it is?
0: Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm, well, to be fair, I'm always um, a little bit humble with it, to be fair, because it's kind of exploded out of what I thought was nothing. So, I mean, we look at, we, we rewind to March 2020 and Boris gave us all the lockdown, didn't he? He cancelled football and everything. So it was around that time,
0: yeah.
3: you know, I was playing the Xbox with a couple of mates and and I just said, you know, if we can't watch the football, we might as well create our own Premier League, haven't we? And it kind of just went from there. You know, i dabbled in a couple in the past and you'd maybe got like five, six people and then they quit after a while and it, it never really kept going. But with me being a little bit of a perfectionist, I kind of just um, started with myself, got the 20 players in, you know, using the Premier League teams and I was just hounding everyone to make sure they played the games. And at the end of it, when we, yeah. when we saw the final result, everyone was just like, can we do another one? To one. <laughs> and at this time, though, this I had no sort of like spreadsheets, you know, I was awful with formulas and things like that. So, I mean, as you can imagine every time someone scored a goal, they had to change the goals for, on uh, manually change that in a spreadsheet and manually move people up and down the league and stuff like that. So it was a lot of hard work, but, you know, for how much people loved it, I just carried it on. And then yeah. we cracked on for a, another season. At that point, we added a second league in. Um and, you know, it's just spiraled from there and it it's just been class to be fair. And, you know, I've met so many people from it now, like it's it's where I met you and so uh yeah. having people like this, you know, that come in and they're not it sounds a bit weird, but you know, not only do they improve your game on on FIFA and make you a better player, as, as cringy as that sounds, but um you meet good people and it's nice to see that like who's on the other side of the the controller or on the other side of the screen sometimes. So it's, it's yeah.
2: It's I mean funny. yeah it's one of them things because fifa can ob- well quite often can be quite a toxic um game to be on because it's such a competitive game i do feel like obviously yeah, you are yeah. into high a lot i mean the majority of us have all played foot champs we all know how we all rag out there on all the team every week um there's probably the odd message sent to, hence and forth to <laughs> between yeah, different I'm, people we, we, i mean not guilty um but no
3: it is one of those things, you know, the the stigma and the stereotype that comes with like, lads playing FIFA is people getting angry, people getting aggressive. And one of the things that I saw with it and kind of adapted into the FIFA factory after a while was, you know, with that with the FIFA factory, people don't do that. Like, it's very rare you see people streaming and shouting at the TV and stuff like that because the first rule of the FIFA factory is to not be toxic. So I don't know if you agree with me or not, but the way FIFA has gone over the years is people play, to trying to make the other person quit. You no,
0: know,
4: yeah. Th- I mean, that's, that's why pretty, I don't play online football.
3: It's it's that <laughs> reason that people play just to try and make the other person quit because they don't want to. Like, I pick the control pad up to play the ninety minutes of football. That's how I do it. But it's each to I kind of feel like I brought that back to me. And, and one of the best things someone had said to me on the back of the FIFA. that was like you've made me fall in love with a game that I fell out of love with, and I was like, you know, that for me was enough. You know. so Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, because it, there's that side to it where because. FIFA Factory is it's so different to uh, the usual FIFA that we'll play. So you'll have like or your online friendlies um, because you're trying so hard to win this, this mad competitive mode. Uh, whereas the FIFA Factory was... Because I remember in that first lockdown, I kept seeing loads of people doing these groups and they were posting them about in Bannigan, and I really, really wanted to be in one. Yeah. I remember Jack. Uh, Jack was in one and I, he posted in our group chat that we were in with the lads, and he says, Oh, I'm I'm in this one. But it was full, and it was your first one. Yeah, yeah. And I remember saying, Oh, if any sports, give us a shower. He said, Oh, well, message this guy. And I messaged you, going to the reserves that way. But the thing that I found most enjoyable about yours was the fact that it's a game mode, like with it being played on online friendlies, that's not something that I'd done before. Yeah. Like, obviously, we were using um, the online. Mode, so I think I was castling the first one. So it was. Went a great team, <laughs>
3: yeah. But I mean, I had no yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, well, slim pickings. Um, I think that's out a different of your game. I think if I remember right, I was your first game, when not I?
2: No, you were my first loss.
3: Ah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I feel like you knew that. that <laughs> no, <in>. come on, <laughs> no, come <laughs> no, nah, I think I would won quite convincingly my first two games, and you put something in the chat like, uh, "I'm not looking forward to playing." The
3: you, you beat me two 0 I think it was. Yeah, I remember it, mate. You had a couple of mates jump in the Twitch, didn't you? Um, but yeah, I yeah. think one of the one of the things that kind of gets me the most is like the interaction from everyone now. So we've got like a, a group on Facebook, which I wasn't even gonna do, you know. We've got our own page on Facebook called the FIFA Factory. Um, and today, like I've done a little bit of recruiting tonight and the group's gone from like 400 to just shot 500 which is mega in itself and we've just created two new leagues so at the moment our league our league tier system is the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two that's for the Xbox what we've done tonight is we've created two brand new leagues with two leagues of 10 in them as the uh, National League North and National League South and what's really cool about this is we're, we're going to run it like the those leagues run Normally, so the top team in each league will automatically be promoted to League Two, and then there'll be a playoff in each league. For the winner of the playoffs, will then play against each other to take the third and final spots going to League Two, and then three will be relegated yeah. to League Two down. Which is a bit intense. If you can imagine, you've got twenty people there all challenging for three spots of promotion. And I don't know if you experienced this yourself, Ant, or not, but it, it'd be good to hear it from you if you did. Because it's one of the questions that I ask people. But when. We was dropping like league updates and stuff like. That. Was it something that you you, you kind of looking out for the latest league to see? Oh, I'll get in, I've moved up, or you need to look at you've got. Oh, I've got two games in hand, I need to win them games. I can go to third and stuff like. That. Was is that the sort of stuff you were looking out for?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because the thing is, like, yes, it's it's a it's a more relaxed and um, friendly style of FIFA, but you are competing in a league system, so rather than just making up the numbers, you are looking at it and you're thinking strategically, like once you've played everybody in your league once as well and you've got a feeling to who you know is going to be more of a tricky game than that, you are looking at what, what games you had left. And I, Me personally, I was giving myself points totals. I was saying, right, I need to get three from him, three from him. I could probably suffer with one against him. That's fine, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. You were you, you you planning your season out. And I think that's what became the most enjoyable bit about it was that you're thinking, right, I want to be in the top two. I don't really want to be in the playoffs. So I need to win him. I need to win him. I need to, because I want to be up in that league above because pr- naturally you want him to progress. So I loved the promotion and relegation side of things because it gives you something to play for rather than just, you know, logging in, playing a game, whatever. Exactly. If you've got a tier system where you're progressing and then obviously the chance of going down, it sort of encourages you to, find a new style or something. I
3: think one of the good things as well is that you was in the group chat with the person that you just played as well. Normally if you played someone online, you just play him and then you never see him again, you never hear him again and that's it, end of the road. But this person, you know, there was going to be a routine leg. So if you have maybe a bit of a bad game against him, you knew you had to change him for the second game. So it was yeah. good to be able to do that and you got to have a bit of banter with him afterwards, you know, if you'd been given someone a bit of bit a stick before the game and you lost, you know, you took it on the gym and you took the banter that came free with it. So I think that's yeah, yes. this this
2: is something I want to shout out for, for for your FIFA Factory, actually. To anybody listening, like, obviously, if, if you're used to to a bit of crack or negative vibes from people that you played against on FIFA and giving each other, you know, quite a bit of abuse, the thing is, we've been in the in the same chat as all of the same people in your league. It never gets to that point, even though you think it probably would as an outsider. Like, more if, if any sort of aggression comes because you're frustrated with yourself rather than the other person. Um, and I can say that from experience, whereas these chats it 's you 're a good player, this is what you should do more of um it 's always good this to was you. your weakness work on that yeah it 's always it 's always to build each other up, not to knock each other down, so even if you 're playing against someone and you know you 're going to lose eight nil to you 're still trying to play that game, and they 're offering you pointers on to how to become a better player and I think that's that 's what 's made the fiFA factory so successful long term for you yeah um because it 's it 's it's had a lot of people come in and then become better FIFA players and then they then pass that on. And it's got this like, I'm not going to say generational because it's only been here a year, yeah. but it's, you've got like this hand-me-down FIFA knowledge that comes down to most people and you're sharing tips and pointers and it just makes everybody better.
3: Do you know, one of the biggest things I've stumbled across on it and I wasn't expecting it, I didn't plan it. And, you know, I'll up to that and say, like, I'd, this was never the plan, but... Because we've got like, for me, such a big community now. We've we've literally got like people that come in the group chats that don't have friends normally. You know, they don't have people they can normally put their with. So we brought people yeah. together, and it, you know, this is why I refer to it as a community now. Because it's not just leagues; it's not just leagues in Like you'll know yourself, though, without mentioning names, there's people in these group chats where, on the outside, they're probably struggled to make friends, and on yeah. there, they've got a group. They're, they're probably not in group chats with lads, you know, but in this they've got that group chat mentality they've got that little thing that where they feel included and for me i I can't i can't say how good that is if that makes sense because it it gives someone like a sense of not a sense of hope but you know it makes them feel good about themselves and something they don't normally have on
1: yeah
2: it's, it's a new it's a new common ground for a lot of people like whereas usually if if fifa was was the priority game that somebody would play but they had nobody else to play it with or they were always just on their own it's now given them a new lease of life to be able to play it with other people. It's a new multiplayer perspective to it. Um, and like you say, it's it's a chance to actually talk to people in a friendly manner. Even if they've not met, they're talking in chats yeah. and it's becoming... You, you like, you know, subconsciously could then be better in somebody else's day just by having a laugh with them. Exactly. Like, it can have such a huge impact on... on so many people without even realising it, just by playing FIFA, it's mad. Uh, I admit, and, and that's one of the best things about it for me. You know, we,
3: there is a lot of admin network that goes into it. And when it first started, I did all of that, and now I've got my best mate, you know, Rich, who who joined a little bit into the first season. And I mean, he's he's special what he does. You know, he's seen some of the graphics he creates and stuff like that. And he doesn't not know how to use Photoshop, doesn't know how to use Illustrator. Everything is he makes everything literally through Excel. And you know, some of the graphics thing, have he done that to Excel? It just knocks your head off, honestly. Yeah. But he he does a lot of he does a, a lot of the work for me now. And um, while I'm working full time, I literally oversee everything now. So without him, this wouldn't be anywhere near where it is now. So I mean, a lot of credit has to go to him. So yeah, definitely. That rolls on to the point where why we do ask for a, just a five pound administration fee. We, we, we give you the first season for free. If you don't like it, you know it's not for you. Then you know we have are separate ways. But if it is for you and you like it and you do want to carry on, then Oh yes, so the yeah, so five pound and for me that goes to Rich because Rich does an incredible amount of work. It's yes. literally like a full-down job for him. And it's not and it's yeah. not
2: and it's important to know like it's not to make, make money, is it? It's more or less just to make it worth um yours and rich's time to, to keep what is a lot of people um in an organized league system Yeah, keeping going regularly. Um new cups, new tournaments, new ways of freshening it up. Um when you think about Paying five pound as an admin fee to play FIFA, and some people would probably scoff at that idea because you can play, <laughs> yeah. you know, any game modes yeah. for free. It, it is you more or less investing in you and as people for it. I saw it as rewarding you two for for creating what we were being part of. Yeah. I, there was no there was no issue with with, with an admin fee. I, d- I don't think for the majority of the people because you were a bit worried at first, wanted yeah. you, that you might lose a few with them, um, but but you didn't.
3: It's even gone on from that, you know, and people have bought merchandise from us. They've bought caps, hoodies, T-shirts, face masks, key rings, you know, all, all sorts of stuff like that. And these are things that we, we've set up just, you know, in a way of, even if this doesn't carry on for a long time, you know, it's it's going to be, I'm going to, you know, look through the cupboard one time and I'll find that and go, oh, that bit of nostalgia there. You know, these sort of things are going to yeah. remind me of a time where, you know, I did have an impact on a lot of people's life unconsciously. So, you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I can't say enough about it, to be fair, from something that I've stumbled upon, you know, and I've, we've been a bit perfectionist and come from a sales background and stuff like that, you know, it kind of just all went together, it just feels like something that I was meant to do, if it makes sense, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not really um, losing traction either, because you, you are expanding to the PlayStation as well, you? Yeah, we're in, so. we've got
3: three leagues now in the PlayStation, and um, we've just gone to six leagues in Xbox, so, you know, there's a lot going on there, so. Yeah, it's, it's forever growing, you know. Um, it'd be nice if someone could come in and show me how to do it properly because there's some gaming companies out there that charge £30 a month for this store, sort of stuff, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'd be nice if we can make some sort of business on the back of it. But at the moment, you know, I'm just changing. I'm in little parts changing lives and helping people enjoy the games that they pay a lot of money for, so.
2: Yeah, and I, I think you, I think both you and Rich demand uh, a large amount of respect for that. I mean, I wouldn't. I, my brain wouldn't be able to cope, cope with what you two are doing. <laughs> oh, cool. God, man. I mean, even just, you know, like side, um, you know, messages from new people or asking questions. I'd just get, I'd have ended it after a week. Oh,
3: well, this is it. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, you see. So when it comes to, actually every conversation differently, you know, and if someone goes, can I join the leagues? I always start the conversation with, like, oh, how are you doing, mate? You all right? You know, I, don't, I just don't want to jump, make it sound like I'm just jumping straight into and trying to get him to, to join the league, you know, sort of thing. So I get, I like to know a little bit about yeah. them before. And I, I, I don't know if you remember, I did the same thing with you. I'll have, I'll, I'll have a chat with you first yeah. and then. I'll see if you're suitable, you know, because if I find a little bit of toxic behaviour for myself or a bit of, like, a, a bright personality, then you're probably not going to be welcome, because it's about making sure the community yep. lasts and a, a couple of bad eggs, or as I say, a bit of bit yeah. of rotten fruit can ruin the rest of the the fruit bowl, is that what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, you don't want to upset the apple card, do you? Yeah. you? know, when you've got something good, you don't want someone else coming in and ruining everything, really. Um I mean, yeah, if anybody listening, like if you are a FIFA player, do do honestly just give Matt a message or message us through the thing and we can direct you to where you need to go. They do have a group on Facebook. We share it um, quite regularly on the Facebook pages and through Twitter. So the Twitter handles and the the, the FIFA Factory Facebook group are ready available to you. Um, even if you want to just talk to other people that are in the group who are players, you know, you might be concerned that obviously Matt's biased <laughs> with him being the creator if you want to talk to people who are actually in it and um talk about their experiences with them i'm pretty sure the majority of them would be fine with that they've got quite a large admin team now i think you've got seven of us now five or six people seven yeah. so there's plenty of people on board now to 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 have a word with So i would massively recommend um at least giving it that first season because you know you, it, it's a it's a totally new fifa experience that i think you'd probably be surprised about And and end up staying a long time. The only reason I don't at the moment is because of work. Plus, weekend league is um, a bit too much of a strain on my head. I couldn't cope (laughs) with it all at the same time. Uh, But I I, I do plan on returning at some point. I think what it does is it fills that gap. Do you know like when I said about we filled the gap between um,
3: lockdown when teams weren't playing or anything like that? You you didn't have a team to look at on the league. You know when there's no one playing football, so you go oh well. Just checks in what's going on, league. You, you didn't have that, so now you get to look at your own team, you're your own manager. And a lot of people are, are managing the teams that they support, so they get to maybe take their team to hikes that they don't normally go to. I know it's only a game, it's a virtual reality, but in your head, you get that little feel good yeah. moment in your head. So, yeah, it's...
1: yeah,
2: yeah. And and if anybody does, like, you know, if you stream yourself playing and that, or you've been planning on streaming yourself playing, and quite quite often the matches that played um, do get streamed on Twitch and that, so. Yeah, that could be another avenue for you to explore if you wanted to, you know, showcase your own talent on a um, different kind of FIFA scene. Because I think uh majority of the people in the league also like to watch the other big games like playoff matches and that as well. Yeah. Don't, um, it can be quite a laugh. I mean, don't get me wrong, we, we brought people together in all different avenues and they don't just play in the league. You know, now people
3: have their own little pro clubs teams where they play a different format of FIFA away from the FIFA factory. But without us being there in the first place, we want to meet them people to play with. And you know, a lot of the guys go online and play COD together and stuff. But again, without us being there in the first place, they didn't have those those network and um, connections to be able to play together. You know, we, we are bringing people together and helping people enjoy the games that they've paid, like say say, paid a lot of money for to enjoy. So it's big credit. But I feel like we've banged we've banged on about FIFA batteries for a long time now, and like I say, it's it's yes. something I've stumbled across, and I don't want to take up all the time on on here with,
2: with this. Nah, nah, don't worry. So, just yeah, like I said, if anyone wants to find out more about it, do get in touch with any of us through any of our social media channels, and we'll try and uh, try and get you to where you need to be. Uh, so, with that, we'll, we'll now move on to quite a. We'll we'll not review the game yet. I know we've had a nice positive result with Wigan tonight, and we'll have a positive podcast, really will. Um, really will. which is quite a <laughs> which is quite a rare one for us because um, we unfortunately only tend to pod after the bad games. Do you know- I don't know if that's because the emotions get the better of us, but um we'll talk about city in general. So all three of us here are city supporters, obviously. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. can be a blessing yeah. and a curse at the same time. Um so have you been a city supporter all your life? Then, I right? have,
3: yeah. Um and, I think mean, it's a really young stage where and my dad probably got me a Liverpool kit or something like that. But it was it, it, oh, do you yeah. know what? It was probably I remember having one, it was one of them cheap ones off one of the markets in Spain, do you know when you go on holiday? So, you know, it wasn't that good. But as as soon as I got old enough to kind of understand football, you know, because when you're a young kid, you can go to football and not really understand it. But once I started getting old enough, my dad used to take me to Old City. And, you know, I've never looked back. It's always been Old City, you know, a couple of seasons, went home and away. And, yeah, it's it's been brilliant. You know, the highlights, some of the best memories I've got in my life from going to football. So
2: Yeah. Some of the worst, sometimes trying to try not you know? to think of the worst.
3: You know, I'm a positive guy. <laughs> I
2: was right. Um, yeah, positive podcast. What are we doing? <laughs> um, so we'll try and re- we've, we've all mentioned that we can't. There's some missing facts from our first games. Can we all remember our first game? I feel like you're more certain of yours,
4: Will. What was your first game? Yeah, I mean, I see, I'm certain, but I'm not 100. I um, I remember we, uh, Justin Whittle's card. So it was either. I've narrowed it down. And there's a bit of a gap between these two. So I'm pretty certain it was the first one. It was either a one all draw with Barnett back in February 1999 or a 2 1 win over Cambridge away, I think it was. And I think it was three. So I'm pretty certain it was the first one because I don't think my first game was that late on.
0: Yeah.
2: I think I I'd, I'd, I'd seem to remember. I know Exeter away was my first ever game. But for some reason, I seem to remember it being a 1-0 win with a Theo Whitmore header. Now, I'm, I'm reaching out to any listeners here because I know I've seen Whitmore score a header at an away game and I was pretty certain it was that game because Whitmore never scored headers. So it's something that you do remember and it definitely happened. But when I check for this game or I Google the maps to try and find the report, I can't find exit a nil, hole one <laughs> with a Theo... Header, there's, there's something, there's some Mandela effect going on here. I'm, I'm I'm, quite confused, but I know my first game was exited away in 2000. Goal scorer to be confirmed, <laughs> we'll find out eventually. Uh, what was yours, Matt? See,
3: this is one that's been racking my brains all day. I'm sure my, my first game was at Boothry and it was Macclesfield. I'm 99% sure of that. Now, I've got a mate that was 3 3, and my first ever game was with Rich, you know, the guy I run the Thief Factory with. And I've just been messaging him like, yeah. was it 3-3 was it or was it a 3-0 loss? And he's like, it's a, it was a 3-0 loss. And he's saying it's November 2nd, a November or two and a 3-0 loss. But the, the website I've been looking at has got it down as a 3-0 win that day in the FA Cup. So it's, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I think everyone's wrong. So it, it was under the yeah, this- The one thing I remember the most is little Ryan Williams. You know, that was my first impression on... Um, on Hull City was little Ryan Williams running down the wing. That's what I remember.
2: Uh, yeah, mine was my mine was massively influenced by um, Theo and Ian Goodison. Uh, my uncles were very big fans of theirs, so obviously when I was a five year old kid, they just they were my favourite player instantly. I remember Theo was the first name I ever got uh, got on the back of my shirt because um, I was a south stand. Uh, Tiger in uh, Bufry Park. Um, I remember trying to stand at the terrace at the bottom with my uncle, but I was far too small, so I couldn't. I was just literally staring at the back of people for some some of it. <laughs> we actually had seats up at the thing, but I used to try and go stand. I and, don't know I mean. Did you
4: see your first game was extra away in 2000? I think Is it so. was it... either that or
2: 1999. Well,
4: it was. Well, did the win?
2: Yeah, it was a one well, 0 win Mark away. You
4: scored, not Theo Whitmore. Yeah. I've just Googled
2: it. I'd, I've definitely been to a game where Theo scored a header. I need to figure out what game so that I trust, was. I always assumed... That I trusted Google
3: all my life until that moment where I thought Michael's was 3-3. Um, Rich told me a 3-0 <laughs> loss and Google told
2: me a 3-0 win. So. <laughs> I, I Google's lying to us all. We all know what happened. Um, So, we'll go then from first game. Should we go to... big be, Best memory. Do we have a favourite player? Yeah, best memory. Yeah, best, got memory. best memory.
3: I mean, I'll I'll think I'll kick off on this. It'll
2: be a moment, of yeah, win.
3: I'm going to keep this one off because I, I think a lot of people are going to go with the same answer. That would know, be the, the first time promoted at Wembley, or maybe the FA Cup final, or, or the first European game. You know, there is literally tons of things in our most recent memory that or most recent history that we could go with. But for me, it was um, Colchester away. It was my first ever away game, and then my dad had took me with one of his mates. And at half time I got to go on the pitch and take a penalty. So, ah, <laughs> yeah, it's right. a, a real moment. Anyway, I took this penalty and I, I bagged it. I mean, Dad told me, whispered in my ear before I went on, he went, if you do it, run up to the Colchester fans, kissing your badge. And, you know, as a little 10-year-old boy, you do it, don't you? So I did that, slid on, <laughs> slid on my knees, didn't I? And I think I was struggling with adrenaline all the way home and I threw up. So, yeah, it was, it was a... <laughs> it was a <laughs> It was a day of mixed emotions, but no, it's um the first ever away game and you know, it's one of the memories I'll sit in my for a very long time. And again, if it, it wasn't for All City, I wouldn't have that memory, so Yeah.
2: No, I like that. I like that. So, yeah, that's different. Yeah. I remember- yeah. I wish I'd have done that. I remember
3: there was a um, there was a fan. You know, this is my first. This is my first like um, view on football channel as well. There was there was a fan in the Colchester to stand who looked like Jesus, and it was all like singing like Jesus, Jesus, give us a wave and stuff like that. And yeah, as a kid, that's like epic <laughs> banner in it. You know, thinking that dad, you seen that? They're the calling that guy Jesus, who looks like
2: Jesus. You know, so uh, yeah, yeah. The ones with not swear yeah, words. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, best moment, God, I don't know mine. Right, I don't want to be cliche. Yeah, I, don't I mean either. the, the two thousand and eight playoff final was, was I mean it is, but I would like to try and find like a I close feel I feel like
4: seeing stuff like the final and the win going up for the playoffs. The what the playoffs they're the like almost playoffs
2: a both. Do you know what? I'm I'm going to go with um the four two win away at Hillsborough. Ooh,
4: because I was thinking that
2: one. Whenever that's yeah, whenever that's mentioned, like what you know, a favourite away day, um, favourite game you've attended or whatever. That day, I don't know why, but I think we took like seven and hours, didn't we? <laughs> like that stand was absolutely packed. It's probably like our home attendance at the moment, <laughs> which is mad. And our home um, attendance is a lot less we, than that at the moment. So is everyone's. Yeah, we were we <laughs> we were on the bus. Um, we were on of the buses that were late. I think there was quite a few thousand. Were, um, the buses got held up or something so we missed like I think it was the first three goals they I we came very... into the stadium when we were yeah, two one off yeah. we, we remember being stuck on the bus and we could see the silhouettes of the fans up at the top <laughs> of the away stand at Hillsborough cheering a, a goal and we was all like oh fuck sake we missed this one and we managed to get in and it was just one, the atmosphere like on that day from really? both sets of fans I just does found that, it was does absolutely Does that mean you amazing.
4: missed Bambi's volley? I'm saying, how was just say this? It's like Bambi's... It doesn't pop up. It's like or,
2: Bambi's um, one of his first games for us, or his first season with us. It was his first season. It was his first season, yeah. yeah. Oh, he you signed
0: with us in Oh, you missed
2: Bambi's volley. I was trying to say this was one of my best memories, and now you're it's turning it positive to a negative. Positive it's a positive, positive. It's it's positive. positive it's podcast, It's still Will.
0: great.
2: just unfortunate. <laughs> What's your best moment, Will? Well, Do you know Again,
4: I don't want to be cliche. A man, would don't even win. But I thought it was a perfect encapsulation of everything, City, and it was the two-all draw with Cardiff. Oh, the proswich uh, right, When, yeah. when it was both the absolute highs and the absolute lows, and then the absolute highs of the way that day went. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah it was a bit it
3: was, of a. Right, saying the Ross lob was the peak of the game, like on Watford.
4: I, I, as a. As yeah. a person who has McShane as one of his favourite players, I would disagree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> McShane's scoring was probably my peak at that day. But the only times I've been happy <laughs> to see Leeds score.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a very stressful day. I think that just because it, it, was, it was more frustrating because I couldn't... I remember turning to me uh, stepsister at the time and saying, I can't believe they're letting Crosswitch yeah. take the I, penalty. I don't know if it was Brucey trying at to the redeem time, it. Was like, at the time horrible. thinking
4: about it at the time it was horrible the whole day in hindsight, like, it was fantastic
2: <laughs> yeah it was it, it I just remember getting home and being absolutely exhausted and I think it's just it was both the physical and the emotional so happy trauma and we went so through.
4: like I can't deal with this anymore <laughs> so long.
2: oh it was mad because you just you just didn't know what was going on and, and obviously with that game being what was it, 15 yeah, there minutes a quarter behind an hour behind. So Yeah, they were recording all behind. And all of us sat in the stadium wondering what the hell was going on. Oh, no, yeah, that was a, that know, was a what, good so day. A weird day.
3: But so was many a good memories day. back. There's the Elmo dance and everything, isn't there, with that one?
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the celebration long. with the back team. Back when the Alums were still liked.
2: We're going yeah. back a bit now. Yes, we're going yeah, back
4: but... a
2: long way now. Well, positive <laughs> podcast. I
4: am being positive. I've in promotion to the, <laughs> the Premier
2: League. Do we have an all-time favourite player? Oh, this is a this is a good question, isn't it? I mean, people like
3: McShane, you know, they'll they'll forever sit in your head, but like, do they make it into your favourite eleven? It's it's a tough one for me.
4: I would say there's a difference between favourite and best, definitely.
3: Oh no, I don't mean best is in the players that play the best football. Yeah. You know, um, for me, I think the most iconic player I remember, you probably might not remember him yourself, but was Dean Keats, and I only remember him for this one moment. During really, um, yeah. and when we beat Kidderminster Harriers six one, he does a he does a slide tackle in the middle of the pitch, but he does it on his knees and he goes through someone's legs while they stood up, and it was it was amazing <laughs> moment. I was like, "Oh, dad, that's... beautiful!" Yeah. So again, that's Dean Keats always sits my mind, but would he make it my my favourite eleven? Probably not. It's a weird one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who my favourite all time player would be. I would probably have to say. Um... I think influential um, in terms of when I was growing up watching City. You've got your usual candidates like you know yeah. Ashby, Elliot, Bambi, um, etc. But I think all-time favorite would would probably be, um, and I don't know if this would be an unpopular opinion because I do think he's quite liked. But Andy Dawson, I think, I don't you know to Popular at all? No. No, I mean in terms of like being your all-time favorite City player because he wasn't. You know, like he's in the same team as as players who would easily be cho- chosen above him by a lot. You know, like someone would say Ashley, well, for think, example.
4: I think, if he uh, best... but,
2: the, but to me, Dawson was—he's the fact that he went from—he was one of the rare few that went through all the divisions with us, and his ability and his 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 his, his uh, where well, I don't know how to describe so it is the... willingness to to to. Change his game to every level that we got to, yeah. His tenacity he's, like when we stepped up to the Premier League and oh, that you know. tackle he did on Fiore Walcott. Well, yeah, I think it, it's just like because you never looked at him and like say when was playing in League One, you never looked at him and thought he's no. a Premier League. Did player. he cross Ronaldo? I'm sure, I'm sure I he, he did. Ronaldo. I mean, the Crive
3: term was his
2: one, it wasn't a yeah. it
3: was a Dawson term on
2: it <laughs> every game without that diet. <laughs> But I just feel like he he, he full-on loved this club. Um, Like, even with his testimonial, I remember his testimonial game. He had a wonderful left foot. You know, he liked to ping a free kick in every now and again. And then he spent 10 years here, didn't he? He did, I think. So, it was... He is, I just think, in terms of when I was growing up, up until the point where I could really fully understand football, Dawson was that, that mainstay in the side from the beginning to the, towards the end. And I always think back to them teams, and Dawson's probably... Um, up as my favourite. What about you? Will?
4: Well, I think you know, it's. I think it'd be in most city players' favourite eleven. Um, it'd be. I think more modern ones might pick Andy Robertson, but I think people who were around just before him would probably pick Andy Dawson.
2: what is Andy Dawson? No, yours
4: reiterating what you were saying. I think. I think, oh, I yeah, think yeah. most. I think Sorry. it isn't as. And you said it was an unpopular one, but I don't think it's too unpopular. I wouldn't think so. No,
2: I meant unpopular in the sense of like if if you were to ask the majority of City fans from like the 2000s era onwards who their favourite player would be, Dawson would be up there, but he I don't think he would be the yeah, number one enough. in terms I of think when it he's, be a, compare him to Ashby, I Elliot, Bambi, Windass, I think It'd be a strong 10-15 on if he was
3: playing pointless. I reckon it'd be a strong 10-15, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's what I mean. I, I said he was unpopular in terms of being actually the number one choice for a lot of people.
0: Um, yeah, that's really what I meant. Low.
2: But what about yours, Will?
4: <laughs> this is fucking tricky because I'll disagree with myself as soon as I say it. Uh,
2: hmm. I feel like you're going to choose a weird one. Do you know what?
3: I actually meant a different one, Brian Hughes. But you know, Brian Hughes is so influential on me growing up as a footballer. But anyway, sorry. Go back. Go back to Will. <laughs> I have <laughs> yeah, Brian, Hughes,
4: a show. I like Brian Hughes. Um,
3: got a picture of him in a, one of the nightclubs before well happy made my night I'd stopped drinking and everything that night because I'd seen him
4: <laughs> right so I'm going to pick someone who's a bit more recent due to you've picked those sort of ones yeah um, and I don't think he is well actually he's kind of a uh, is not isn't I'm saying it's more recent but actually it isn't now I think about it because I've realised I'm old and he's not been at the club <laughs> for well more than a decade. Um, My Hill. Wow. Loved
2: him. All right, okay.
4: I fucking love Boaz.
2: The it more was, I think
4: a... about My Hill, the more I love Boaz Myhill. There's something about goalkeepers, which I've never really... I haven't talked about it much, but there's something about goalkeepers I really, really like. And having someone who was that dependable for so long through all those leagues... And he was still as dependable in the Premier League as he was in League Two. I mean, and he he probably had the best single performance I've ever seen from a local city player at Tottenham. Which was. Yeah, that was was a bad game. I think it might be the best I've ever seen a city player play. I'm not.
2: His save at Watford in the playoffs as well.
4: He had hundreds of them, though, didn't he? There
3: were so many moments where it was just like, Bo Mile. And it was. I think that was the first time he had one of them like Mayo for England and stuff like that, and then it moved on to so many other players.
4: Which is funny because he's Welsh slash American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but he had a
2: he had a he had that a claim to England if he wanted to, didn't he? As is as with most English, well, Scottish, well, and Welsh I mean, players, you can usually just play for any of them guys.
4: He played for Old <laughs> City. You weren't going to play for England.
2: Yeah, they're not. They're not allowed. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> positive will. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a buzzer, and every time we say something it's negative, a posy we podcast. get buzzed. It's a posy podcast. <laughs> it is a posy, pod, I yes, posy, posy podcast. I was being positive about City. I was
4: probably positive about England though.
2: <laughs> right, uh, this one I think is going to be a bit harder. Do we have a favourite city kit? Oh
3: well, this is it's funny you should say this. Man was always like the Tiger Strip
4: one. Um, I really love the Tiger Prince shirt. Yeah. I was, I was looking, thinking that one. However.
2: We're not being valentine's. No, yeah.
4: ser- I really like that shirt. I have just been
3: bought the Old City Wait. shirt from the year I was born in 1990, which is a bonus one with Match Winner. And from the moment I saw it, guys, I've just fallen in love with it. It's better than any other shirt I've ever had. So that's my 1990? Yeah,
4: 1990
3: to 1992
2: it was. I'm going to have to get the years off, I think. I do like last season's. I wouldn't say it was my favourite. I think for um sentimental value, my favourite would probably be Oh, the, that is um, a nice
4: shirt actually. Mark, that is a nice shirt. stop and Is that the ninety nine?
2: The ninety one?
4: two shirt, yeah. With the bonus on the white the white bonus. Yeah,
2: big fan of that. I think I think I'd have to say um the two thousand and eight nine Premier League one, the cruise. Oh the first stripes. one. The first one in the Premier League. Which one? Yeah, first Is Premier it... League one hat. It was a smart kit, but it's also sentimentally... It's it was, first, you friend, know, it was yeah. the first time for City. To be yeah, it was, it was... The Tiger Strip was back for the world Am to Am I see. getting it was cool. here, but
3: with the away kit, was that the um, the grey one with the orange pin down
4: it? It was, yes.
2: Yeah. uh the Minuccio kit, the I like to refer to it as. Where
4: we, we, where we had to wear half yeah. of Newcastle's kit because it was too similar
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to wear yeah. the Newcastle shorts. Fagan tweeted that recently, actually. Oh, well,
4: I'm, I'm trying to think because when I'm looking at these kits now, because I've got them all on my screen now, I'm just looking at them. I, I I'm sorry, Ant, the tiger print shirt is nice.
2: It is. Oh, well, no, you're, you, you're doing that because social media. Tells no, I, you I actually legit not
4: stop like it, it. <laughs> but it isn't my favourite. Um, it's a hideous kit. Fa- it's very iconic. <laughs>
2: But it's My hideous. favorite
4: is the Adidas one from the early eighties, and um, which is just it's just two big stripes, essentially down the middle, black stripes, and I can't remember if it's white or black. Adidas stripes on the stretch sh- sleeves. Sh- is that the one with the white collar? No, color? it doesn't have a white collar. It has a black collar. I'm trying to visualize this one though. I think one, it's 1980. Na- I think, I like 1980, I think was. it was. What
2: was
3: the first shirt you got bought?
2: Um, the two the first Peter Taylor season with Whitmore on the back see mine was
3: the um, the first bonus electrical one with the collar that'll
4: be mine as well 2002-2003 I think it was something like that I think that was mine yeah
2: yeah I think, I think that's the same as mine yeah it was It was the the the, the, the first Peter Taylor season was my first that, top we had that kid in yeah, the first season owned, premier, but... in the premier the first season in the
3: um, Casey Stadium I believe didn't we
2: yeah, yes, we did.
3: Yeah, mine.
2: I love that. That was quite a quick one, actually. <laughs> you all had the same one. Remember
4: that?
2: Right? Yeah, we're well, pretty much yeah. Um So we'll go for a favorite kit. Do we have an all-time favorite manager? You see, this is a tough one, I think, because there's been quite a few that you can. Could... Can we say? Can we say
3: a fair? Can we say, can we say best,
2: best and recently. worst? Yes, absolutely.
3: So I'm going to start my worst, and this one's going to be really, really. No, actually, I don't know if I can put him as a worst.
2: No, I know what they you're going do to say it, as well. I feel like you're going to you're, you're going to perk a hornet's nest here. I think I, think I am, fun.
3: but it's it's a unpopular opinion. I you know I'm not going to say him the worst, but um, I do have a strong dislike for Steve Bruce. Um,
0: but...
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can <couldn't> understand. <laughs> It's just it so tactically inept. It was unbelievable. You know, he reminds me a lot of like Grant McGann Now he had his own way of playing. He didn't know how to change it up, and if he did, he was very poor at doing it. But we somehow got loads of success under him, and I'm, to this day, I don't think I can unravel <laughs>
2: how. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a weird one, I think, because when you do look back to some of the teams, the, the only ever inkling I ever had with, with Brucey was um, his his philosophy of. of Starting a player just because he liked him and putting him in pretty pretty much anywhere on the pitch, like playing centre midfielders out on the wing or in in right back, it just it was sometimes it was just a bit weird. But I did like his. Um, I thought we were very comfortable with his five three two slash three five two system that he had going with the wing backs.
3: You know, again, I like that, and I, it was really good the fact that he came in and he played to the strengths of the players that we had there. But then it didn't seem to change, you know. Even when we got into the Premier League and he bought more players, he was still playing the tactic that he told us he had to play because the players he had, like, it, it, you know, everything just didn't add up for me. But, um, but anyway, I, I think best manager, the one that I remember the most and that I enjoyed the most, either, um, Peter Taylor or Marco Silva. You know, I, I really enjoyed times under both of them.
2: Marco yeah, Silva the relegation. You're you coming out with the controversial ones, are you on this episode? I don't episode? think Marco Silva's controversial think...
4: at all because I was thinking of saying him.
2: We No, we played very nice because football what, under him, it, but obviously his manner uh, of his league Are we thinking is... of how
4: they played as football, or who's our like, favourite? Because, I mean, Christ, yeah. I, I'd say Slutsky if it was just purely
2: favourite. Yes, amazing when he's Slutsky. Yeah. Oh, nice. No, okay. Yeah, no, we did play some... boot. I think um, a lot of Harry Maguire's current success is down to silver as well when he changed the way that we the way played yeah. out from the back and, and encouraged Again, Maguire to do that. Net,
3: um, Steve Bruce did not play Harry Maguire. He wouldn't play him. Alex Bruce played over him. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? You look, at this, you, know, you look at Harry Maguire now, the most expensive like, defender in the world, and he couldn't get in over Alex
2: Bruce. You know, it's... Not having a good time at the no. moment, though, is he, Harry? <laughs> um, no, yeah, can, all right. It, 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 Michael Silva as a manager of Full City prior to yeah. his leaving, in um, terms of the football they played yeah, and the, the way play. they
3: played, I thought he was superb. Yes.
2: Yeah. Really enjoy it. Really yes, Definitely.
3: His team's
2: play football. It's a shame he couldn't run away from home. Uh, have you said well? Oh, yeah. Have you said yeah, Jonesville? Uh, I was
4: going to say one who wasn't around for long, but I loved it when he was there, even though he wasn't perfect. At least Nick Barnby. Okay. I thought. I think Nick Barnby would have been a great Hull City manager had he been given. Had he not essentially had an argument with the Allens and got himself in trouble. Is that not every manager? <sighs> well, yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah, say from onwards, that was pretty much every single manager that the City had. The um... Bambi, I liked the way we played football under Barnby.
2: Are you not just clinging on to the sentimental? No, it might. It might just really be because either. the. Football,
4: it might also be because because the football we played before it was Nigel Payson's football, could be that. Um,
2: yeah, I mean the first the first half of Bambi's takeover, we played some really nice stuff, and then the second half we. He 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 was. You could tell he was inexperienced in his manager field. I feel like he didn't. To be
4: um, fair, my choice was actually good. My...
2: didn't know how to find a way to win when he my was My choice struggling. was
4: going to be Marco Silva. But I don't <sighs> want it to say something different. I'm sure. Yeah. Really. In, terms of, pure, pure, in, pure of the in terms of purely the football that the team played, it was the best I think we've had.
3: And it was the amount of times that, you know, we've been in such yeah. a dogfight from the beginning of the season. where We had no hope, did we? We had little players. You know, not, we potentially we thought it was rather get it before we even kicked the first ball, didn't we? So, to see that first half of the season and then, then him come in and you know, give us that excitement. You know, we got to watch the likes of Markovic and stuff like Um You know, when Markovic picks on the ball or Umar in the ass or people like the ball and you go, "Oh, there's something's gonna happen here." Some-. And, you know, that was something we didn't have all season. I think that's what might feels a little bit better for us as well. It could have been, you know, it might just been a bang average yeah. but
2: because the
3: first half of the season was that poor. You know, it- <laughs> it yeah, better.
2: yeah, yeah.
4: It might be that.
2: Um, I think, that. I, I think I'd have to say, um, brownie just for the pure fact that he is such a yeah. comical guy. Um, and the fact that if you think... So, the first season he took over, halfway through Parkey's reign of terror, um, managed to keep us up. I remember going to the Derby away game that, that season and, and just watching the team fight for everything. I don't think, like... 2-1, that, wasn't it? Brownie, obviously. No, it was 2-2 it draw, was wrong, I think. 2-1, 2-1. Um, I had a bet on that game. We didn't have Corrin with Brownie. Corrin didn't come until like Pearson. <laughs> Potentially. Um, but we, we, we looked like we were dead sets. for it. it was a similar situation to obviously with you guys, what you think was over. But we looked like we were dead sets to going down. Then Brownie came in, sort of installed this fighting confidence into the team. He reinstalled Bambi into the side, which is, for some bizarre reason, Parkinson. Excluded him from the starting 11 for some sort of reason. Um, he changed that, he came in, and, and the players looked like she they wanted there. to play. And then obviously, we've gone from relegation favourites to getting promoted the next season. And that season was so enjoyable that like, oh, seven, eight season. I think we'll just, I can probably recite most. I don't even remember much of that. Like the, the season when we
3: stayed up, it was the, the Dean Windass you know, kind of a won it, where we stayed yeah. up, and then the yeah. next season. We didn't exactly Stently do done. that well, though, so we had some big defeats, didn't we, against the likes of them? Uh, was it 5 nil away from home at Southampton? It was, it was... Yeah, we started badly.
2: We, we started badly, and then I think he brought Brian Horton, Horton in, in. the point with
3: Brian Horton coming in. I'm sure we smashed Plymouth 4-1 or 4-0 in the first game with Brian Horton. He,
2: yeah, he, he changed the system to yeah. a 4-3-3. Uh, I, I was just making sure Brian Horton got
3: a mention when Phil Brown's name was there, that's all.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, he definitely changed the, the way that we, we set well, convinced Browning to change the way we set up. But I just think it's just the, the way that our fortunes had gone from looking like we we're going down to League One to becoming a Premier League team, which is something nobody no, else. Well. And then and then like just Phil Brown as a guy. I just found him absolutely hilarious. You look back at the videos of him. Sorry, Kevin. Like doing his singing and that at the KC, um, and his, his little fit. Do you, ever, do you remember him sat on? Um, what what news channel was he on? Was he on Good Morning Britain when he on his little pink cardy, I, I mean, <laughs> I just I the have a feeling was he's
4: been on several shows, dressed in a pink cardy with a fake hand To be
2: fair, <laughs> the, the one drooped over his shoulders. I know you know which one. I on can't remember what show
4: one. it is there's
3: yeah, loads of things, win. isn't they? There's, 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 there's um, team talk at Man City as well. There's just loads
2: of things that make you think back to Bill Brown, isn't there? Yeah, he, he he became a show person was in the Premier League, and I was all for it. I loved it. I mean, we didn't think we were going to be up there any longer than one season, so we might as well make <laughs> made the Holloway best of it. Holloway before Holloway. And I think he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, so I think that leaves us with... We've, we've been on quite a long time. Um, All-time 11. Now, I think we've all been secretly constructing this whilst yeah. we've been doing this. <laughs> uh, I'll go with yours. I know you've got yours sorted, Matt, so we'll let you go with yours Yeah, first. I mean,
3: all three of our favourite players are mentioned in this, to be fair. I had it written down. So, Mayo, for me, you know, him and, it was a close one between him and Paul Musselwhite for me. Um, so, Mayo got the, got the nod for me. Again, all the reasons you said it, Andy Dawson. I think one of the things that stand out the most to me, Andy Dawson, is them little sock ties he used to have. You see them all oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's got white Yeah, he got the white you, you can remember so many little things about him. You know, like I mentioned, his curve turns and every single like um, kickoff, it'd be to the centre mid. Centre mid to Andy Dawson. Andy Dawson would do his diag, and it was every single kickoff on it. So yeah. I remember that. Um, two centre backs for me. I've got a, I'm, I've got a classic four four two. By the way, the two classics for me um, centre backs are James Chester. Absolutely love the guy um, and. Um, Davis again lo- loved Curtis Davis so they're, they're my two set of backs. Um, right back, yeah, this is probably going to shock you because um, Benjamin Mendy
4: just absolutely. Oh, okay. I mean, that Man United game alone could possibly have got him in there,
3: yeah. yeah I mean, I love the days. he was
4: rapid. One, he <laughs> reminds me of like when we
3: had all o- o- Arena it reminded me of him, like it was just careless at the back but he was rapid so people could just run past him but he'd catch up and tackle him anyway so it wasn't really an issue and um, yeah Benjamin Mendy gets a cut for me right back um, there was a, a close second with Samuel Ricketts but you know I went for Benjamin Mendy mm. left wing um, Stuart Elliott you know it's a no brainer isn't it you know, the amount of car- cartwheels man of goals yeah. you know he-, he brought so many smiles to everyone's face two centre mids um, for me arguably one of the best English players to never wear an England shirt Ian Ashby and Brian Hughes. So they're, they're my two centre mids. This is what I mentioned like about Dean Keats. I love him, but he wouldn't have made this team. It's weird. And mm. right wing, again, uh, same reason as Dorsey, you know, he made it for all the leagues. It was there's Ryan France, you know, in, in, yeah. in, incredible player. Loved him. Um, it, he was another one who put his heart and soul into everyone on the pitch, everything on the pitch, didn't he? Um. Yep. Nostalgia is going to kick in here with Nick Bambi. Um, playing up top with John Parkin, Feed the Beast, and he will score. Oh. So, yeah, that's,
0: <laughs> that's my
3: favourite 11 Now, I'm not saying this team, you put them on a starting line-up and they'll smash Division 3 or the League 1, but, yeah, favourite
2: team. Yeah, well, we're talking favourite eleven, not not necessarily yeah. the best. So... Yeah. You know, there's no I mean, wrong answers, is there really? Every, I name, like that I, every name I
3: give there I can smile
2: thinking of a memory from one of them, so happy with that. Yeah. Which is yeah. which is the aim really. Do you know yours, Will?
4: I'm still thinking do you want to have a yours? I can go with mine if you're not ready.
2: Yeah, no. Um, so goalkeeper. I'm gonna say my hill. Um purely because um I was very young when Muzzy was a goalkeeper. Um Obviously, I feel like my family would probably say Muzzy, um, but I'm not going to go with somebody who I only saw really as like you know briefly as a five or six year old. Uh, my Hill was pretty much a mainstay in our side throughout the the progression, so pretty much the same reason as Matt, I'd have uh, Bowaz in goal, left back, it has got to be Dawson. Um, Centre backs. Now you see, I I struggled with this. You can one put because... like eight
3: in there, can't you? Let's be realistic.
2: Because, yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot of contenders, um, especially in in the last few years. Paul McShane yeah, has could, to be in like there. To turner's and Wayne Browns and you know people. I'm like
4: not going to lie to you, it's it's and I adore McShane, and he's not in mine.
2: No, I've got to put Paul McShane in mine just for the joy that he brought the entire fan base. On even when he didn't play, <laughs> it was just Paul McShane was was the cult hero of this side, and he was probably. One of the least technically gifted <laughs> footballers I've ever seen in my life, but he was absolutely hilarious, and you could not fault him for the hundred and ten percent effort he would put in. That's why I loved him. And a, 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 I remember him scoring his handball away. I went to the Forest game away so with great. one 2 one when he scored his handball, and his celebration was he just stood in front of the fans and put his hand over his mouth like "oops," and it was yeah, it was a, absolutely yeah, classic. Uh...
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, so I'd have I'd have uh, Paul McShane. I- can you show up? So we'd have Paul McStein and, um, oh, see, I'm still double guessing myself now. I would, I'd, I'd probably say Michael Turner just for the fact that I remember how, um, how much of an absolute machine he was, um, and how lethal he was in front of goal. I nearly said Leon oh, Court, yeah. you know, mm. um, for oh, the same reason. Um, I loved Leon Court. Again, wasn't, wasn't the, um, the most flamboyant of players, but he was just an absolute rock. And he just won near enough every... I don't think I ever saw him lose a header, big Leon. But I'm going to go with Turner just because of his role in um, what is probably going to be one of the most historic city sides ever. Um, right back, I went with Ricketts. Pretty much the same reason as Dawson, Boaz, et cetera, you know. Um, I think Ricketts was one of them who... Again, he, he you wouldn't expect him to bomb up and down the line all the time, but he did the basics and he did them well. And he would he would he was probably the first name on the, the team sheet most most weeks because he was just consistent in his performance. I didn't think of I think we he, he made such an important block at the playoff final as well. Um I can't remember if it was quite late on. I'm pretty sure he, he just pretty much flattened himself on the floor and stopped a what was quite a good opportunity for Bristol. Um right wing. Um, I was gonna go with France, but I ended up going yeah. with Jason Price. Again. I mean that Doncaster goal alone was enough, wasn't it? Yeah, I love Pricey. Um I just think he had that. He played with a, a bit of an arrogance about him. I loved that as a as a as a kid. Um I loved the way he approached every game. Centre midfielders, I went for uh Bambi and Ian Ashby.
4: No, Oh, I
2: don't know. No, yeah, no. Them two, I'm going to go for centre midfielders. I'm going to go have one striker. So, I've got centre midfielders, Bambi and Ashby. Left midfield, I've got Stu Elliott for obvious reasons because he was just the hand of God. He was Jesus reincarnated. Um, I'm going to go for a number 10 position. Oh, I Corrin.
3: knew that was coming. I didn't think it was like him or Gio. I didn't think he was like him It going
2: had or to G be Corrine. No. Yeah, no, that was it. It was a tough call.
4: I knew that it was going to um, be Corrine.
2: Corin was just, he was amazing. You would do that, man. I think was, he was, he was. I mean, i looked for his old photos and he's obviously had the
3: same echo as well. He did go on Mohawk, didn't he? Pretty <laughs>
4: fair, <isn't> he? Every chain, every you had Corin as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I think for two years I had Corin on the back, yeah. So I've got Corin in my number 10. Close, close. Second is Giovanni. um, And then up front, it's got to be Dino. Um, the guy just epitomizes Hull as a club i think he's just he's hilarious in his everyday being i think one of my favorite memories of him other than the obvious goal um would be delap do you remember when rory delap used yeah. to do stunts for Yeah. and then dino was warming up as a sub and he and he just kept warming up in front, in front of delap on the sideline and he he did it about three or four times and the ref ended up booking him i just felt like that was hilarious and um, Dana just even like when he was on Soccer or anything was just such a absolute blast. So that's my. Have you got yours? I think yeah. I
4: can work one out now. Yeah. Um. Thankfully now you've said a couple yeah. of names, I can sneak someone else in there now instead. Um. Because it's so hard to choose between some of these positions. Um. I mean the obvious one is still girl. It's my hill.
3: Yeah.
4: I, I've already said he's probably my favorite mm-hmm. city player, so it was an easy one. That one. Um, left back has has already been said as well, Andy Dawson. Um, no Rolling in death. Can't say anymore.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Catch him at the team for about nah. four weeks,
3: didn't
4: he? I think he did. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think it was four weeks. Christ knows what that was about. <laughs> um, Centre backs, I've gone for Justin Will because that man. Mm-hmm. might be the reason we're not an on that man I know it's not just him but he's one of the reasons when we didn't become an on league club and the way he was playing in those years was just amazing I was real young but I could tell watching him how good he was um, I sent it back alongside him because you've said because you've actually nicely said Michael Turner I was originally going to say Michael Turner but I thought I'll put someone in a bit more modern and I went I went with uh, yeah Curtis Davis because yeah. I thought Curtis Davis particularly that season when we got to the FA Cup final was just he should have been in the England squad
2: he should have been both him and Huddleston I that don't
4: season. get it especially considering that England squad went to the World Cup and finished bottom of the group Um, but I thought he was just amazing that season alone and he was great for his entire time with us but that particular season he was just immense because if nothing, we paid two million for him and he gave us the performances he did. Um right back I've gone with again a slightly more modern one compared to you two, Rossinia.
3: Yeah.
4: I'm. I am <sighs> so annoyed we didn't I really wish he'd ended his career with us. Cause Do
3: you know what's interesting? He, he was he was go on. Nobody's put in Elmer or maybe like I feel like Odegaard you couldn't put him
4: without putting um Robertson. It's a weird one, isn't it? See I nearly I nearly I nearly picked yeah. Robertson. But
2: Robertson I think would be yeah, in our best I 11. I nearly picked
4: Robertson.
2: But he wasn't he, he I, I wouldn't look back uh, like sentimentally and prefer Robert to Dawson was my thought to it. a better player obviously but in terms of like ability, and, and then I thought with um, Elmo, I mean, I I am quite in the rarity here. I only think Elmo had one decent season with us, and that was when he was on loan in the championship. I thought he, his legs went quite quickly, and we started playing him as a winger and a wing back. So I think where we'll, do you put him? We set up as a team, and our main
3: for our main focus attack was our right back, and I don't think I've ever seen that in any team. He is weird. I mean, you see a little bit, you see a little he bit.
4: Yeah. yeah, but so, carry on anyway. And yeah, you seen? Yeah, again, he's one was his free agent, and it was worth so much more. He's like hundred. I think he only had like hundred and sixty games for us, which is still quite a decent view. But
2: I'd like to have seen yeah, him be on the coaching I wish staff. we'd never
4: let him go. He should have been here. He's doing that, Brighton he now. He's still isn't? Be here. He's a Derby now.
2: I think he's a pundit. He was he a Derby pundit. most recently, Tree. I think.
3: Yeah
4: i would said to go for a 4 just to mix it up a little bit. I know that's McCann, McCann love a bit of 4-3-3. <laughs> um, but in the central midfield point, Ian Ashby, can't be anyone else. He's just... Yeah. I want to disagree. Our most important player, maybe. Possibly.
2: I think the the thing with Ashby was he, he tended, when, when, when he was actually a player with us, he was, the, he was Marmite, wasn't he? Yeah, with the fans. it's funny. Half the fans loved that. him. Half the fans despised him. I remember listening to Humberside after most matches and they were saying how Ash they couldn't believe how Ashby was still in. Well, I mean, it's not obviously a, a great place to listen to for City fans, but a lot of them would be, why is Ashby in the side? Because he's absolutely terrible. But now everybody looks back at him like an absolute God. And it's... It, it's one of them where you don't realise how good you had it until, obviously, he's not there anymore.
4: Pretty much, yeah. Um, and next to him, one of the two central midfielders next to him, Tom Huddleston. Loved
3: him.
4: Because he's probably...
3: Okay.
4: I think he's probably the most gifted player City's ever had. He may not have been at his peak when he was at City. But... The way he just made football look so easy... I don't know if he's...
2: His first season His first was brilliant. first
4: season was, yeah. The way he just made football look so easy. And he was another one who probably should have been in the England squad while he was at City.
3: <laughs> we don't get those, though, do we? No, what? we don't. Oh, please, I don't mean, please, just please.
4: look at, what was it, Livermore left us. And, and he instantly left us and went to West Probably got an England cap.
3: It's mad, isn't it? <laughs>
4: Which, in theory, means he should have got it when he was. If he just stayed at City, he'd have got it. But I bet he wouldn't have gone.
3: I don't think he even kicked a ball from before he got his call people' Was it? it was a he, didn't. he didn't.
4: He <laughs> didn't. I was. I, I nearly. I nearly no. was. I nearly picked Livermore over Huddleston because I really loved Livermore as well. But the next one's going to be one which is going to maybe be a bit controversial to some fans because some fans don't like him at all. And might know who I'm going to say here. Um, I have feeling. And David Myler. David,
3: oh, I love David Myler. The thing is, there's so I many names.
4: I love David Myler.
3: I used to chant um, just around me, there was a couple of guys who used to snap at me all the time. I used to chant Myler for England, and
4: they'd lose their editing all the time. <laughs> he's Irish. He's Irish.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, well. I love David Myler. <laughs> he was probably my favourite player, you know, post My He's probably my favourite player at City, I just love him so much. I thought he was way better way better than a lot of fans treated him. He was a scapegoat for a long time I think at City. I agree. For a lot of fans.
3: Massively agree. And
4: while yeah, he wasn't he wasn't as like maybe he wasn't as good technically as the players around him. He was like the McShane thing where he's just got that passion and determination.
2: You know the thing with Miler is you can never ever fault his endeavour. Um I think the problem with what Myler had was the majority... obviously we had him under Brucey for the majority of his well, some of his better years. Um and Brucey tended to play him pretty much anywhere. And it it's testament to the player that he is that he would he would go out on the pitch and still give it his all wherever he played. Yeah. But um the problem was is when we were playing in the Premier League and then we were put in Myler in left midfield. Yeah, <laughs> You, you don't tend to have the best game yeah, but then, possible, but then, so it's much it easier was, to be, be criticised. But it's not a fault. Also, of his. smashing
4: in on the regular against Liverpool, Man U, Man yeah. City as well. Oh yeah, he was a big game.
2: He, a big loved, game. he loved. He loved a goal against some of the big clubs. I think all of his goals in the Premier League I were against so. like, the top six, weren't they? Liverpool, the Liverpool, Man City. Liverpool
4: game is the one.
2: God, this is pub trivia question, that isn't it? Uh...
4: I can
2: I, I know he loved a big
4: and game. So, and it's so sad no, that he retire, he's, he's only thirty and he's retired because of injuries. Yeah. But he's I, I loved him when he was here, and it. it's a shame. I still watch
3: he his streams. of,
4: kind of, quietly.
3: I still watch his streams on Twitch. I'm happily watching
4: him. Yeah, he's kind of <laughs> got a new career, hasn't he? Since leaving football, I don't, and playing.
2: I don't think he's actually. I don't think he's actually disliked. I don't think any City fan would say that they didn't like him. I just think it it, it was it was coincidental that towards the end of Myler, Myler's whole city career was at the same time as like when things started to go wrong um with the club as a whole, obviously following the the Marco Silva season. Um so it, it just I think pretty much people just directed anger pretty much anywhere where they could. I don't think it's anything against Myler, personally, because I think the vast majority of them, if not everybody, would would always hold him in quite high regard. because he he was one of the rare few who ch- did try every single game. So no, yeah, also I can get that,
4: Also, um, yeah, headbutted by Alan Pardew. <laughs> yeah. <And> then, <laughs> next yeah, game, he next game scoring but, and headbutting the corner flag.
2: Didn't Honeyman do that celebration as he, well? He has Maybe done that was in homage. He has done it. Was it the next game or did he do it when? Um, I don't know you
4: next was manager, game, it, on it was in the it was, it was either The next game Or Because it wasn't The same team Because it was Against Newcastle And then he did it In Sunderland Because it was in The FA Cup He did the headbutt thing. Oh was yeah. it um, It was in the head The actual Newcastle The actual one Paddy did it In was in the league But then he The good celebration Was against Sunderland In the Cup I do not remember that but, yeah. And my front three Left wing Stuart Elliott can't really That'd not be. play him. <laughs> Can't really not play him. at All.
2: It could basically float that guy.
4: It was. He's ridiculously great.
2: His his aerial. Cristiano Ronaldo learned how to header from watching Stuart Elliott. I'm telling you.
4: I mean, he was fucking leap like fucking Ronaldo. Ronaldo leap.
2: He was so good in the air. That goal against QPR was mad.
4: I mean that that game where we QPR was shit us. As hard as they could, and we scored two goals in injury time for Elliot. Was just one of the, just the best moments watching. Say, <laughs> um, right wing. I was actually really struggling for a while, to be honest, with right wing. Um, and then I thought, fuck it. I, did, I didn't want to put him in, but I thought I will do because he was too good to miss out in a way. And I thought neither of you would pick him, and I think Jared Bowen.
2: Yeah, I'd think it with with putting I Bowen it's a, in. I had a
4: feeling because he was so better than the team around him. He was so much better than the team around him, and he should have been in the Premier League earlier than he was.
0: He, he
2: carried didn't... us only have... for two and a half seasons. He literally, if we didn't have Bowen for for that period of what time, we'd be with, to
3: it. Was, in we lot of do. we with, you know, in our use, you know, in our reserves and stuff like that. He was the fox in the box. You know, he was that little popped up and scored the goal. He won money, yeah. Whenever he played that sort of position in in the championship for us, he didn't seem to score anything through the middle. He struggled with, didn't he? It was only when he was out wide that he, he kind of displayed
2: his best stuff.
4: We turned into yeah. Ryan Robert.
2: He was far better as, as a left winger, as a right winger cutting in on his left. Yeah, it was McCann who started playing him through the middle. And I remember the first time he tried it was at Huddersfield away because that was last season. The only games I attended were the games <laughs> that we got absolutely hammered in. So. I do apologise, I'm obviously a bad luck charm last season, but the Huddersfield away game where we lost 3-0 and he played Bowen as like, through the middle and he was just nowhere near as effective because he he had to play the majority of the game with his back to goal and yeah, he's, he's far he's better running, running out the defenders and, and taking the game to him. yeah.
4: Like I say, whenever he was playing the Iron Robin rule, he was just almost unplayable at times. Yeah. And my striker <sighs>
2: This one's interesting me. I can't I, predict. I, who you're I'm actually go still with.
4: not sure. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm going to pick on because you said Dina, so I'm not going to say Dina. I'm going to. I. I, I uh, this is a. This is fucking tricky.
2: <laughs> who is it between?
4: It's, be, it, it's between. Give, give us your contenders. Four and this is purely from who I like which for so some of them have got better goal records than others and it's Dino and um, yep. Apple Hernandez and um, Fraser okay. and Fry It
3: Fry It for me
4: see that's who I was leaning towards I was like Apple and Hernandez were so good He's
3: no, another no, one for me, if injury didn't cost he
4: could have gone a bit higher. Yeah. I think if Matt Fright hadn't got injured that season,
2: we, we'd have won the even, league that season. Even if
4: we didn't win the league, we'd have gone up comfortably. It wouldn't have been that last game, last season game against Cardiff, wouldn't have been a thing.
2: Well, the thing, the thing with that year was that the the points total to go up was like yeah, a record and, low. wasn't it that one was in Cardiff, didn't we go up yeah, with, in the seventies? Neither of
4: us had a goal scorer over ten goals.
2: No, I think our best scoring. threat was a Well, it was Lukaku until
4: he got injured, and Corum was top scorer in the end.
2: But if we had Fry at fit all season, well, I think we'd have won that league because he, he scored sixteen yeah, the year before. We got fall, twenty
4: didn't he?
2: within him in In a worse yeah. side. Yeah, like
4: yeah. yeah. Fry yeah. is one of those yeah. who got just it was wrong place, wrong time. Uh, for one of that moment, Do you know, but it's like similar to Odabaja when we went up and then got cropped before he could play in the Premier League. It reminds me of like the modern day
3: players. not you've seen a lot of players at the moment. Like if he'd have been about now, it for me, it'd be in the same sort of places like he, he Neil Morpé and stuff like that. You know, he could do it in the championship, no problem. And when he goes up to the Premiership, he'd probably got about ten goals a season. You know, ten, fifteen goals, something like
4: that. Yeah, that's, he, he was that sort of player. Yeah, yeah he plays in the last man.
2: Just knew where the goal but, was. Like, I like, I yeah, I really liked Fry. I think, I think the injury. That he got that year, did he get like a Pretty full much. season he came injury? Back right bad on it. I think that derailed his entire career, didn't it? I think because um, he unfortunately then didn't get a look in but when we went up to the He did have prem, a bit of a, a nice one in the
4: form of the FA Cup run um, as well.
2: Yeah, he should have started um, that game. So it was
4: nice when he obviously he scored a few goals early in the round, and then he came on when we needed him in the semi-final. Mm. Which is probably, I think, in in the yeah, end, that'll love, probably be. Also, scored a hat trick against Scunthorpe, which is always a big plus, um, no matter what.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, I think. Um, we'll probably leave it there anyway. To be fair, um, we're on an hour and odd. Uh, we don't want everybody listening to us all night, so, um, we'll leave the Wigan review. I would imagine for the next episode. Um,
4: Spoiler alert! Which should alert. be another hashtag.
2: It's a good one, yeah. Um, but we'll say thanks to Matt no, for big, joining. Big um, no, big thank you to you. I mate. hope it's, it's been, been okay for you. It. It's nice yeah. um, just chatting about yeah. the history and stuff, you know, and,
4: and
3: remembering some good memories. So, thanks for letting me let me relive a couple of good
4: memories.
3: Yeah, it's.
2: It's been a good little reminiscing episode I think I've enjoyed that chat it's been a bit different to the to the episodes we've done before so I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to that one